This episode of the DNVR Broncos podcast is presented by the Denver Rubber Company. You guys know supporting local businesses in our blood, and DRC has been tried and true since 1972. And despite the fact that it seems to be 65 and sunny every single weekend, the snow is going to come eventually, and you are going to need that setup for your snowplow. And DRC can do it all when it comes to the snowplows. They can cut and size and pre-slot most snowplow rubber. The blades can be cut to any length and slotted for mounting to meet your exact specifications. We've been to their warehouse. It's awesome. They do all sorts of crazy stuff there, and they make it all for you. And you can purchase products for yourself and, of course, buy bulk at a fantastic rate. They're a family-owned business with loyalty only to the people, just like us here at DNVR. Be sure to call them today for any snowplow needs, custom gaskets, hoses, etc. at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash dnvr. I've always wanted to say also, uh, what is it? We're local, but the call is toll free. We'll hop into the show. Zach, I feel like I say this after every game. What did we just watch? Nothing. We, we watched nothing. Ryan, that was awful in every single way. Every single way. I mean, let's just boil this down to its purest form. The Broncos got blown out by the Buffalo Bills. That's exactly how it is. Yep. That sucks. Yep. Um... They had, if you account for sacks, which takes off team passing yards, they had fewer than 50 passing yards, Zach. Under two yards per pass attempt. Brandon Allen completed three passes for four yards in the second half. Holy cow. Do you want me to keep going? I mean, should we just stop the podcast right here, save the people? Yeah, we should because, Ryan, yes, this is an eight now, an eight and three Bills team. I talked to a Bills, Bills. I, your Bills. Talked to a Bills fan last night and asked him, "What's the best win the Bills have on this season?" Because I had looked at their schedule, none of them seemed very good. And he said, "Probably Week One against the Jets." No way. <laughs> yes. No way. And you just got blown out by them in every facet. You. It was a three-facet loss. You got smoked on offense. I mean, smoked. Whipped, yes, as you, Vic yeah, would say. As, as Vaughn would say too. Yep. Um, your defense couldn't stop that, which wasn't much, and your special teams had a 13-yard punt, <laughs> which to Brandon Allen seems like a long distance. <laughs> he only needs a couple of those to get over what he had today. Uh, there are there are multiple quarterbacks today who eclipsed in one pass. What Brandon Allen did on the whole day. Oh. And that's, that's accounting for the sacks because he did get 82. I've only seen – I think the longest pass today is a 79-yard touchdown pass. Oh. Bad. 
It bad, bad. And Fangio's words kind of sum it up when talking about the offense. He was asked how the offense was, and he said, actually, early on, it was kind of okay. Kind of okay. That's the bar we live. That is, that's the bar in the world of suck. And he was saying it with a positive tone. And let, let me remind you what kind of okay is. Kind of okay is one pass for 27 yards to Cortland Sutton. That's a third of their entire <laughs> passing yard output. Oh so, yeah, that is kind of okay. Kind of okay. If Mace was here, he'd be livid because, yeah, this we're definitely grading by the curve. You have to grade by the curve or else you can't talk about this game otherwise, other than just saying it was terrible, awful, bad, dismal, everything, every bad word. And then Vic went on and said, at some point there, we just stopped moving it totally. And they kind of smothered us. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> they smothered you, and on offense, you stopped moving the ball entirely. Totally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me say this: Brandon Allen completed forty percent of his passes. I—that's uh, a stat I haven't really seen in the NFL. And you, in someone at home, is probably saying Tim Tebow. <laughs> I guarantee, guarantee that you could have gone on SEC Network yesterday, grabbed Tim Tebow, taken him to <laughs> Buffalo. And the, the offense would have had a better output today with Tim Tebow at quarterback. I guarantee it. Because at least they would have had the Josh Allen mobility back there with Tim. Yes. Which proved to be very difficult for the Broncos' defense. And how, does, how did the Broncos not stop the run? That's the one thing that you got to do when you play this team. You stop the run, you force Josh Allen to pass. And when I say stop the run, that includes Josh Allen's runs. Yep. You spy him. Yep. He's a running quarterback. I know he's tall and white and lanky. <laughs> He's a running quarterback. He's a dual-threat quarterback. And the Broncos multiple times dropped into zone coverage with no one looking at him. And he took off and, and got them every time. I assume the Bills were upwards of 200 yards rushing as a team. Oh, upwards of 200 yards rushing. What'd they have? 244. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's an L. I mean, I, to I got told you before the game. They rushed for 244, guaranteed L. Yep. I thought they would rush for 44. And then we'd have something to talk about. 244 on 5.2 yards per carry. There's no reason why Josh Allen should have ever thrown the ball, except you, if it's going on Chris Harris Jr. Who was their leading rusher again? It was De Singletary. Have you ever heard of him before today? <laughs> I knew he was a rookie. That was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew. Yeah, I saw him on the roster. Yep. 106 I, yards? Congratulations on your first 100-yard game. Yeah, it was a – I mean, he had his first 100-yard game. Frank Gore's <laughs> passed Barry Sanders. <laughs> Insane. Which is mind blowing. Yeah. Um, I mean, talk about longevity. Josh Allen runs for fifty-six yards. So you he know? outrushed the Broncos' top rusher. Philip Lindsay was fifty-seven. Okay, all right. <laughs> Philip Lindsay, what do you? Do you average four yards a carry? Yeah, four point four. That's impressive because Roy they Freeman, were Freeman ten. <laughs> on how many carries? Two. <laughs> um, Phil rushing for four yards a carry is actually really impressive. They stacked the on box. Buffalo or no on Phil? Yeah. 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 Uh, they stacked the box entirely yep. and just said, like, go ahead, Brandon Allen or whatever your name is. Try and make a play. And, and he wasn't able to. How did he – I mean, he looked awful. So bad. This and isn't like a, a scenario where it's like, oh, the stats look worse than it actually – no, 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 no. It couldn't have looked worse. His 32.4 passer rating is generous because how many picks could he have had? I don't know. I mean, uh, I got to give credit to Benjamin Albright, who <laughs> tweeted out, like, to Brandon Allen's credit, he did have three dropped passes, dot, 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 by the Bills. 
And that, I mean, that's, that's what it was. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. It was so bad. Here you go. Here's how we boil it all down. According to pro football reference, Brandon Allen is the first quarterback to have 25 or more pass attempts for 82 yards or fewer in a game since 2004 when Charlie Whitehurst did it, Ryan. What does that say to you? Uh, Brandon Allen is a backup quarterback. A career backup. Yes. Yes. Uh, and, I mean, barely. Like, like that's like a, that's like a we're, we don't even want you as the backup anymore type performance. Yep. It was. Now, do you tr- did you trust him in after the first game? Oh, yeah. Won? Of course. How could you not? Did you trust him last week even though the offense wasn't able to do anything in the second half? Trust him as a backup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did too. I felt I'd be okay with them. Now... Ryan, this is also, I'm so happy we have not entertained this nonsense. There is a big belief going around that Brandon Allen could be the Broncos' starting quarterback next year, or that Brandon Allen could be the guy going into a competition with Drew Locke or whoever they bring in. I'm so happy we haven't talked about that. I hope I never hear those words uttered again in this town. Yeah, that's almost as asinine as the whole extend Trevor Simeon after (laughs) he threw for three. Did he throw for 400? Yep. I think so. Three fifty and what three that, TDs. Or what something? does that look like? I. <laughs> when was the last time did Flacco throw for three hundred at all this year? <sighs> maybe against like the Jags maybe in or a something. Loss. Yeah. Comeback something. I'll look that up. But I mean, even on the other side of the ball, Josh Allen, good game. We would like him to be the Broncos' quarterback. He has one hundred and eighty-five passing yards. Yeah, and that leads me to um, uh, what I wanted to ask you. Uh, and I'll start with the micro view, and then we'll we'll zoom out. Would the Broncos have won today if Josh Allen was their quarterback? Yes. And the defense wasn't good. The the defense got ran on, but Josh Allen fifty he he brings a different dynamic. Right, and you I mean it's hard to quantify because you got to take Josh Allen off the Bills at this point. Right. You give the Broncos those fifty yards on the ground. I mean. That I I feel the same and and they lost I by seventeen. Yeah, I can't believe um, he only had one hundred and eighty five passing yards. It felt a lot better than that. Yeah, it really did. He only had a ninety two passer rating because of, he of course had that terrible terrible interception to Justin Simmons. But the rest of the game was fine. He was great. He did what he needed to do. And that leads me to the second part of this discussion. And I'm sure everyone knows where this is going. And and I think uh, I'm interested to see what you th- what you say. What the not would the Broncos be better off because they unequivocally would be better off if Josh Allen is their quarterback. No one can disagree with that. Would you, if you can go back in time, would you pick Josh Allen instead of Bradley? Yes, 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 yes. Zero questions in my mind. I'm going to say no. Whoa, whoa. I'm going to say no because I think, like I said, we have seen so much bad quarterback play that we've lowered our bar very low. It's true. And I have to remind myself what I believe about drafting quarterbacks. If they don't win a Super Bowl, it was a bad pick. Yep. And I don't quite think he has that in him. Like I said, the Broncos would unequivocally be better off right now with Josh Allen as their quarterback. I just don't, don't, don't think he is... Super Bowl caliber quarterback. I'm on a, I'm grading on the curve right now. Yeah. Just because sure. 
You just want to see competent offense. Exactly. And Josh Allen has kind of turned the corner his second year, specifically the second half of this season. In the past five games, 58% completion. You don't love that at all. He's throwing for 210 yards per game, certainly kind of going off your lines. He's not necessarily a guy that's going to put a team on his back. But eight touchdowns and no interceptions. That wasn't including today. So now he's at 10 touchdowns. One interception he hadn't thrown in his past t- six games. That was his first interception. Oh, past six games. Right, right. Okay. Past, six, past six games. So, And look at what this defense is doing without Bradley Chubb. Today wasn't good. Now, is the defense better with Bradley Chubb? Absolutely. But since Bradley Chubb got Today hurt. Today wasn't good. And like they gave up 20 points. You should win every time. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But look what they've done. They've become one of the best run defenses. Ironically, it all came to an end today um they've they've just been dominant in so many ways you need maybe maybe i'm so emphatic about my answer of taking josh allen just because i'm on until you get the quarterback you do everything you can and the fact that they didn't have to trade up to get josh allen it would just been burning one first round draft pick because what if he's not the guy well then you still have all your draft picks moving forward so i understand when people are hesitant of trading three first round picks to move up to get a guy i would still do it but if you have a potential guy there in number five ryan you take him and look where the Broncos sit today, number five in the draft. Yep, yep. familiar position. Yep. Uh, every time they lose, I get more excited about the Senior Bowl. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, hopefully, one of those staffs turns down the Senior Bowl, so the Broncos staff is there. That could that would be wild. Although then there'll be a bunch of other Denver media there. Yeah, it's kind of fun being the only ones. Want to be exclusive. Um, I got an exclusive with John Elway. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Wouldn't I, I can't tell you that wouldn't happen in Denver. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's th- true. That is. Uh, I mean, they're right back where they were. So picking Bradley Chubb, and again, he's hurt this year, so it, it's a little skewed. Maybe he's worth one more win. I don't know. But picking Bradley Chubb hasn't helped them advance at all. No. The whole point of the draft order is you make the worst teams pick first so they get better and move out of the bottom. That's the whole that's why the draft order exists. Mm-hmm. And if you don't move up, it's a pretty easy way to just point and say you didn't get the pick right, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think we can all I I'm willing to say that the Broncos would be a playoff team right now if Josh Allen was their quarterback. I'd be too. So, again, So how do you not want him? Because I again, I just have to go back to it. you. Got to get a killer, and I just yeah. don't think he's a killer. It's what. Speaking of the Senior Bowl, I saw it, just him standing next to Baker, and I realize he's playing better than Baker this season. Do you? I I feel that exact same way about Dak Prescott, and yeah. Dak's tearing it up statistically this year. I have zero confidence in the Cowboys. Well, zero. Da- yeah, but Dak is a little different because I think he does have the juice. Uh, I don't know if he quite has the talent. Okay. So it's it's kind of opposite, I guess. Like Josh Allen is packed with all the arm talent in the world. He's got the legs to go along with it, and he just, I just, he's got this mustache on. Like he's trying to not look like a child. It's like, bud, we know you. Like now you just look like a baby with a mustache. It looks stupid. You just, you got to stick with the baby face. Yeah, it's a little scary look. Yeah, disturbing. It's, it's not a good look at all. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, like I said, the second that I saw him standing next to Baker and just like 
Baker was just smoking him, and he lo- it looked like a, a man playing with against a little kid. And th- at that point, I, I just I knew I didn't like Josh Allen. But again, the Broncos, the Broncos would probably be the eight and three team right now. Like no joke. Yeah. If they were the ones with Josh Allen, their defense I think is, I think their defense is just as good as the Bills. It's hard to say that after the Bills just. But I guess it's unfair. The Broncos for sure would hold Brandon Allen in that offense to three points, too. <laughs> yep, exactly. So the Broncos could vary. I mean, they would at least be six and four, but I think that's under underestimating it a little bit. They'd be a winning football team. Yeah. And that's what John Elway wanted, wasn't it? But John Elway didn't want to go through the growing pains with a young quarterback. So he turned to Kirk, or not Kirk Cousins, Case Keenum. And then he turned to Joe Flacco. And now he's scared. it's the exact same thing. He's scared of how – I don't know what it is. I was going to say how bad Drew Locke could be. But what we saw today, nothing could be worse. Okay, it could be a little worse. There could be like four interceptions in there. But 82 yards, 40% completion? Seriously, Ryan, you might as well bring Tim Tebow back. I'm dead serious about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He would give you a better chance to win than Brandon Allen did today. Now, remember, Brandon Allen won a game this year. So we have to give him credit where that credit is due. And there's false hope, too. And we also knew they were going to lose these two games. But we didn't know it was going to look like that. Right. I mean, that was embarrassing. Six points. That's how many points the Broncos have in their last six quarters of football. That's one point per quarter. That means they are on pace to score four points next week. And that would mean that the defense has two safeties. Would you rather see Brett Rippon next week? Than Brandon Allen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Yeah. You got to give me something different. What if they freaking do that to us? And that's a good conversation to have in a second. I did, uh, I did forget to mention that this podcast is presented by Strava Craft Coffee. So make sure you use the code DNVR20 on your next purchase of Strava Craft Coffee. That's a pretty nice deal, and I think you guys will enjoy the coffee. Uh, And also, if you're looking for uh, the opposite effect of caffeine, um, or maybe not the opposite effect, but a different type of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, vice, hit up Breckenridge Brewery. Mm. Um, Man, you know, one thing I really love about Breck Brews is you can find them anywhere, like in Colorado. Went into Folsom yesterday. Uh, was looking to add on a little little extra to the buzz. Yep. There it was. Like a 19-ounce can of Avalanche Ale. <laughs> Just the right amount. That'll do it. I, uh, I was in the grocery store yesterday. Turned the corner, and what do I see? But I kid you not, a huge display of Breck beer. And on each corner were their little Christmas kegs. Perfect. Bro, you got to tweet that. Per- I know. I know. I should have. I should, the, the, their Christmas kegs are the best thing ever. I had the Christmas ale for the first time at Blake Street Tavern mm. during the Nuggets live show. By the way, we got to do one of those. Yes. That thing was awesome. That, yes. They had so much fun. And the Christmas ale, whew, that's good stuff. Yes. It's in, in a keg, too. It tastes like Christmas. <laughs> and we're almost there. We you, are. You can't handle Christmas music before Thanksgiving. No, you can't even handle it like two weeks before. No, one. you get two days, Christmas Eve and Christmas. For Christmas music? Yeah. I've been listening for a couple weeks now. Uh, <laughs> it's the same way I feel about turkey. Roasted oh. turkey. Duh. You don't... There's there's a reason that no one in March <laughs> is making turkey. Just never happens. You've never been anywhere where someone made a roasted turkey for dinner 
in March. Nor would I want it. Right. No. So it's because it's not good. <laughs> and that's the same thing about Christmas music. It only exists in one time of the year. If Christmas music was just good music, we'd hear it other times of the year. So do you like Christmas music on Christmas on those two days or do you not even? Do you just put up with it? It's part of it's like part of the experience. So okay. like you got like the scent you got like pine scent in the air and yeah. um like eggnog and, and Christmas ale. And then like you just hear the the music does like there's a light snow falling and it's like So your uh, Grinch goes away for those two days? Yeah, well it's just like, <laughs> okay, I get this. It's part of the package. <laughs> One of the least my least favorite places to hear Christmas music is the mall. <laughs> something about like walking into the mall and you hearing, are such a grinch and hearing christmas music like it really i don't know it puts me in a bad to mood to see all the happy people no they're not happy that's the thing is <laughs> it's talking about like joyful and cheer and a like a cup of joy or something i feel like that's a lyric and everyone's stressed out. and everyone's like like <laughs> buzzing around and like mad and there's lines everywhere i think that's it's the contrast of this like cheery music with all these angry people that really gets me. I could do without turkey on Thanksgiving. I don't need that in my meal at all. It's it's only there because we think it's supposed to be. Right. Like <laughs> what what was said on the broadcast today? Oh, big day. <laughs> They're literally showing turkeys and Kevin Harlan goes, "Big day coming up for them." <laughs> ruthless yeah then we had a really morbid conversation about how like we call it turkey day which is actually pretty messed up this is just like the death of a lot of turkeys and honestly that brings me unnecessarily these turkeys die just because we think we're supposed to have a centerpiece of no we don't need it i don't need a bird there it's not like you're there's a shortage of food zach right no (laughs) certainly not and better food right better food yeah what if we just Threw a little chicken on the mac and cheese. That sure. Now we got our protein. Great. There we go. You know? There we go. Which is weird. We don't like things that often have proteins and then we take them out just for the sake of the turkey. Right. Yep. Exactly. It's messed up. Yep. Mashed potatoes, oh, yes. mac and cheese. Mm. Um, I've never had mac and cheese at uh, Thanksgiving. So it's not, I, I don't know. It's not the most common thing. It's definitely not a Colorado thing. Is it Southern? It's a Southern thing. I'm making it a thing at my family's. Oh, yeah, I, I love year. the idea. Yep. I love the idea. Now, what's a Colorado thing? I don't think anything. Yeah, I don't uh, think so. Sweet potato casserole, like, I don't think that's unique to Colorado. Right. Um, Probably the closest thing to it, though. See, yeah. I don't know. But anyways. Breckenridge Brewery. You yes. can have that at your Thanksgiving. Yes. Although... I am like never someone who drinks during Thanksgiving at all. Um, maybe before. Okay. My thing is like it, you eat so much food that there's no room for anything else. Like I, I can't drink. I I love Breckenridge beers. I can't really drink beers during Thanksgiving. One of my least. Yeah, I can understand that. That's when you get the, you get the wine going. One of my least favorite meals of the year is because we eat our Thanksgiving in the afternoon is dinner. Because I don't stuff myself on Thanksgiving, and then I'm hungry, and no one else is hungry, and then they're like, "Oh, I have this turkey meatloaf sandwich." I'm like, "I don't want to. I don't want a turkey leftover sandwich. I just had that." But anyways, I guess that's a few days away. Yeah, a lot of. Uh, I mean, we. <laughs> what else can we? Like, we're just trying to avoid talking about the Broncos and, <laughs> and Drew Locke as much as we possibly can, so it doesn't drive us insane. Oh, I will be very, very thankful this Thanksgiving if the Broncos announce early in the week that Drew Locke is going to start. I will too. And then uh, 
Ryan, if you want to be really, really hungry for Thanksgiving, make sure you check out The Green Solution, which has 17 <laughs> Colorado locations. And there's your Colorado thing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there it is for your table. <laughs> and they have 17 Colorado locations that you can pick it up at and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. So get on your phone right now. Go to their website, mygreensolution.com, order your flour, concentrates, edibles, and topicals online and head to the closest green solution for pickup and use that magical code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. What makes the code magical? You always say that. Because because <laughs> Strava's code is also DNVR20. It's just a magical code. Oh, yeah, I get it. It's like yeah. a skeleton key right yep yep it's a code that solves all problems you should just try that code <laughs> everywhere <laughs> <the> grocery store <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um okay so drew lock now <laughs> it's what we've been saying forever that's what i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to the press conference tomorrow and just <laughs> look at look at vic fangio with like puppy eyes and be like now <laughs> Can he play now? Can Drew come out to play? Can we play with Drew? <laughs> Why did you? Is this The Shining now? Yeah, I guess. Jeez. Drew uh, Log is probably a little scared if he's listening to this. He's probably scared of playing behind that offensive line, playing in this offensive system. Not Drew. I mean, that I. so many people in my mentions are saying that. Like, he would die behind this offensive line. And I'm like, I mean, Brandon Allen's okay. <laughs> Like Joe Flacco, he got the Broncos <laughs> killed Joe Flacco, not yeah. the offensive line. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know, man. I just think anything else is a, is a, a literal waste of our time. A quite literal waste of our time. Today, try and convince me in one way, shape, or form that today was not a waste of everyone's time. No, three hours that I will never get back. And boy, the first half was moving so great until those last 15 seconds. There was no entertainment. No. There was no development. Nope. There was no excitement. The best play the Broncos had was Justin Simmons' interception, and everyone on Twitter was going crazy. You sign him right now. Justin did nothing. It sign was him because Josh Allen overthrew was, his receiver by 20 feet? Yeah, I'm not saying don't sign him. Of course you want to keep Justin Simmons around. But the best play the Broncos made by far was just a terrible play by Josh Allen. Not, nothing good came from today. No. And that's why it's just so obvious to me. You have no choice. You have to play Drew Locke or else you're wasting everyone's time. And Vic Fangio last week said that he doesn't think he, he can get a good enough valuation on Drew this year. And I'm thinking the only way you can truly think that is if he only plays the last two games. Because then, you're right, you can't get an evaluation. But you know what? You have the decision to say, I want to see him for three more games. I want to see him for the full five games. You can do that, Vic. Or you can do that, John. You guys can do that together. There's nothing holding you back from doing that. You're three and eight. I hate to say this, but the honeymoon phase is, is coming to an end for Vic Fangio. Uh, he's starting to it, just – I can feel it just based on the fans' reaction to things that he says. Yeah. And it's just slow. Like, there's a point where everything – you can't do any wrong, right? Before you play any games, a new coach, everything they say is gold. Yep. Then you, you lose a couple, and then it starts to get a little ugly. And now he's saying things like that, which 
for a guy who's so logical, it was such an illogical thing to say. Yep. Uh, the idea that you might get a false positive or a false negative, so you're better off with no information at all. <laughs> I mean, honestly, think. Let's think about that. That yeah. makes no sense. At your most, at the most valuable commodity in sports. Yes. When a, that commodity that you have right now is garbage. And and again, think about that. Like the whole. You so you're you would rather make a decision off of no information at all than to potentially get the wrong get false information. It's a great point. That's a damning point. It's that's a wild thought process to me. And maybe the the thought process is we're going to draft a quarterback no matter what. You know? And that's and I guess that makes a little bit of sense. You're saying we're going we're drafting a quarterback in the first round this year. Nothing Drew does can be unequivocal enough for us to change our minds. And so that just means that he's a bust. He's a complete and total failure bust because you're not sitting at one where you know you're going to get anyone you want. Like the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. Exactly. You're not the Cincinnati Bengals who say, yes, we're going to get Joe Burrow. You are sitting at five where there could be three, four quarterbacks gone. So yeah. don't you need to find out if Drew Locke is better than anyone that you could get, whether it's the second quarterback in the draft because you trade up to two or whether it's the fifth quarterback because four quarterbacks are taken ahead of you. you got to know. Yeah, I, I know, I know. And one of the things that Vic said was, I'm going to need a whole offseason with, with Drew to see if he's a guy. I'm going to need a whole offseason program, training camp. Well, look, Vic, you're going to be picking what, Ryan, the, the Broncos are going to have like two weeks of, of the off-season workout program before the draft. And in those two weeks, they're doing strength workouts. Vic, Drew Locke will not be on the field more than one week if Vic Fangio is still the head coach next week before they have the draft. So your evaluation is only this year. That's it on Drew Locke. That's it. I mean, when, nothing that's happened here has been logical. What else can we say? We've said for how ridiculous this is for weeks and weeks, and now people are just you know starting to get on the, oh maybe it's time for Drew. Yeah, it's time for Drew Locke. Yeah, I'm I'm noticing the national uh, people are starting to catch on to this. Yeah, uh, we have been saying since, shoot, since week four, week week five, I guess they're zero and four. We started we started planning Drew Locke's return. Yep, he and needs to be on the field in week six practicing. He needs to be start back against week the Browns. Yeah. He would have had a great start against the Browns, would have got off to, you know, got some momentum. Um, Heck, you take that, you know, all that momentum that they got. Maybe he turns 27 points in the first half against the Vikings. They win that game. You know, like, we should be going into week four of the evaluation of Drew Locke. At this point, we've got a hypothesis. Now we're just trying to get more information to confirm it. I just thought of something really bad. You know how we we know that Drew Locke is going to get the final two games at least, right? We we pretty much know that mm-hmm. from everything we've heard. What if Drew Locke plays, has the exact same stats, same results, same everything that Brandon Allen had his first two starts? Great statistical first game, 127 pass rating, amazing, or 124. Then the next week... He doesn't do that well, but the first half, they're great. And then they don't do much in the second half. But then we're saying, look at this. Three, or yeah, three pretty good halves 
from Drew Locke. This is the dude. And then and you missed the game three. Yeah, you, you missed you missed the game three where he goes and throws for 82 yards. And who knows? Maybe Brandon. What, what, what if the Broncos just had their evaluation of Brandon Allen be those final two games? And that's what he did in those two games. And then they go into next year. I mean, two games is not enough for any position, especially quarterback. Here's the here's what it comes down to. It took us three games to get a true evaluation of Brandon Allen. His first game was awesome. Second game, he sure looked like a backup. His third game confirmed what we saw in the second game, which confirmed that the first game was a fluke, which is something that happens all the time in sports. Yep. We're good. Yep. I mean, obviously, we'd like more if we're – I mean, I, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> i take back. Instantly regretted that I said that. We may just have to delete that part. We don't need more <laughs> at all. But if I mean if it was Drew Locke, we'd be saying, okay, now can he go? You know, we'd be giving him more of the benefit of the doubt. It's just sure. what happens. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Brandon Allen, you're undrafted. He's a second round pick. Yeah, exactly. So he will get it. Um, maybe. Oh. <laughs> there's a there no, is a literal right. chance maybe. that we could never see Drew Locke start a game in orange and blue. Yep. Which would be a colossal failure. It's not likely at all. And I do believe at the very latest, week sixteen, he will get in there. But I don't know. I said this to you uh, before the podcast. After watching that game, I said, you know what? You can make the case that starting Brandon Allen for the rest of the season is the best thing to do. Yep. You go, you go 3-13. and 13. Yep. You'll go 3-13 and 13 and guarantee yourself a top five pick. They're in the top five right now. Yep. Congratulations. They're only, they're only one game up from 2-3-4. Yeah. So... Maybe that is the best, and it's not. It's not what we want. But someone in the Broncos organization could very obviously, very easily be saying, "Hey, no need to throw Drew out there. Let's just lose out, get ourselves a nice, juicy top five pick." Then shame on you, Broncos, for terrible draft evaluation of Drew Locke. Well, no, this. Uh, see, I think that would be. Well, I don't know. I, who knows what they're thinking, but. It might be, let's make sure we get a top five pick so we can get Tristan Wirfs and roll forward with Drew Locke and a nice offensive line in front of him. Not, don't let Drew get ruined this I mean, year. according to Mike Garofolo, the Broncos are thrilled with everything that's happened behind the scenes. It's so funny because everyone is so confused by this. And hearing him try to explain what he heard from a source, which he works for NFL Network, he's a pretty sourced guy, someone probably high in the Broncos front office, gave him this report and he tried to make it sound logical, but it was completely and utterly illogical. <laughs> Something along the lines of like the Broncos are happy with everything that Drew Locke's been doing behind the scenes. Um, something about like he learned, he's got a lot of learn. He learned how to prepare from watching Joe Flacco and Brandon Allen, who Brandon Allen apparently puts in a, a nice good week of preparation. <laughs> and then uh, it, it ended with, <laughs> I might have to listen to it, but I, th I think it was something along the lines of if there's an opportunity to play him late in the season, the Broncos would feel comfortable doing so. <laughs> As if the opportunity has to be brought to them. Right. If the NFL delivers a little card, <laughs> your time is here. It's like, here's hey, your opportunity. Go ahead. Oh, you we'd can... be thrilled to. Right. What does that mean? Tomorrow, Vic's There's like, an opportunity for Drew Lake to start a game. It was just today. Yep. It was last week. Yep. It was all the way to week nine. It's next week. 
So like I'm not b- blaming Garofalo at all because we just kn- we know how illogical this whole thing is, and that's what they told him. That's who, whoever he talked to. That's what they told him. So he just brought he reported to us what they were saying. It made no sense. I heard a local person today, a local reporter, trying to make sense of it. People were just just laughing because there's no sense. <laughs> it's not sensible. There's no sense that can be made, and I think we've heard every excuse right every possible reason up to now there's no i mean it's just into a void there's no actual reason so they're just he's not healthy drew drew i'm completely healthy john la he's just not healthy <laughs> are you kidding me Vic, oh he's been healthy for a couple yeah, months now. come on <laughs> we're just uh, it's unbelievable it, it makes me feel like they think we're stupid right. it's actually kind of insulting <laughs> it's, it's very insulting uh and i mean why can't they just say we don't have to tell you guys what we're doing? You know, that would make me feel much better than trying to spin it. Yep. Make hey, there's a plan for too. Drew Lock. We have no obligation to tell you guys what it is. All right. I can you, respect that. You can pepper me with questions. That's what you're gonna get. Yep. So, I saw another local reporter try to say today, like Drew has to at least be the backup of the Chargers game, <laughs> and I'm like, what is this backup <laughs> BS? Nothing gained. D- no, there's nothing. Having him as the backup makes as much sense as having Brandon Allen as the starter. Nothing can be gained. Is that even better at all? Because if you're really trying to set him up for success, yep. if Brandon Allen or Brett Rippon, if he's the starter, gets hurt, do you really want Drew Locke going in there all, all flustered and stuff? No, you want him to be preparing as the starter all week. and You want you don't want him getting the 25% of the reps or the 30% if he's the backup. Just say... 100% reps for Drew all week. Yeah, if the idea is putting him in the best position to succeed, in fact, it would have never made sense to ever make him the backup. No. Like, that that was going to be the plan. What if Joe Flacco broke his leg in week one in the first quarter? Yep. Then Drew Locke was just going to be in there, and I said, oh, I guess he's ready now. Yep. <laughs> that made no sense. No. And now it definitely doesn't make sense. You've gone this far trying to protect his every, you know, move. Why in the world – I mean, I guess – the, I guess, all right, I found something that's peaking. More reps in practice. He gets a few more reps in practice. But then, again, you're putting him in a really awkward position if he has to go in there. Right. And, again, if the whole idea of this entire process was put Drew in the best position to succeed, how in God's name can you say him coming in in the second quarter, uh, you know, and let's just live in a world where also um, – Ron Leary sprained his ankle in the first quarter. Oh, well, Drew, now it's your time. He's ready. Yep. Watch out, everyone. Here he comes. Vic said something else last week. Excuse me. That just made no sense in this whole equation. And that was, he said, if we put a guy out there and he gets beaten down by the moment and, you know, his team's not good enough around him and he's not able to overcome that, he's just not the right guy. For us in the first place and he probably was never going to be so which I, I agree with by the way i totally totally agree with that and if that's true you need to find out yes and if he fails miserably well then you know what you don't need or what you need going forward and he's not the guy if he lives up to the occasion in this terrible circumstances well then even better you know he is the guy then you go get a tackle the best player on the board next year so obvious. <laughs> Baptism by fire, trial by fire, you know? Yep. That's that's what it that's what succeeding in pro sports is about. You get thrown in, 
Do you sink or do you swim? And again, the Broncos are on their way to a top five pick. They have to know, like they have to get this information. Vic Fangio had nothing positive to say about the Broncos offense today. Yep. Isn't that obvious then? Hopefully. Hopefully he look I mean, he watches that tape and he says, I cannot watch this guy play quarterback again. <laughs> Can't do it. Won't do it. Hopefully when John and Vic are walking up the stairs of the plane today, they just look at each other and say, It's time. It's time. Plans plans are great. It's great to have plans. Plans change. Yep. You have to be adaptable. Whether it's calling a game on offense or doing anything in life, you, it's great to have a plan. A plan puts you in the right, you know, it, gets, it, it gives you a nice uh, blueprint of what you'd like to do. Like anything in life, the plan usually never goes perfectly to, to the way you want it. So if the plan was to never play Drew Locke this year, sorry, you gotta, it's time to change the plan. If the plan was to wait until week 16, sorry, it's time to change the plan. You, the plan is great. You have to be able to look at the current situation and say, all right, we have a chance to get a five-game look at this kid. Three home games, two away games, nice sample set there. We got to do it. And you know what? Good for you. You followed the plan. You held him out way longer <laughs> yeah. than you should have, but you still followed the plan that you wanted to. But you also, I mean, it's over. It's great to think of the best thing for Drew Locke. It's great. What's more important? The best thing for the Denver Broncos, it can't all be about Drew Locke. As much as I want Drew Locke to succeed, you want Drew Locke to succeed, I like Drew Locke personally a lot. I like him as a quarterback too. The Broncos should never make a decision that's best for Drew Locke over a decision that's best for the Denver Broncos. And the best decision for the Denver Broncos is to throw him out there and see what happens. Because you have to know. I mean, can you imagine? He goes and plays two games. It's, it's barely good enough, you know? Um, 59% completions and uh, uh, three touchdowns to two interceptions. The Broncos go one and one. He looks pretty good for a kid who just got thrown out there. And then you pass on Justin Herbert. And then Drew Locke ends up being a bust. And Justin Herbert ends up being great. And it's all because you didn't want to play Drew too much. It's, it's insane stuff. Yeah. It, it's insane. If he's great, then great. Win games, shine, live in the moment, end up with the 14th overall pick, which is definitely not going to happen. If he's bad, even better. Well, maybe not even better, but great as well. You're bad this year. So if he's bad, oh, It can't okay. be worse than what we just saw, guaranteed. Exactly. It's not going to be either. It's not. No, it's not. He's a gamer. He's a baller. He's got swagger. Oh man. Can 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 Vic not call him a gamer because he called Brandon Allen a gamer? <laughs> Never seen a gamer play like that. <laughs> Vic's asked about if, if Drew Locke's also a gamer. And uh he's like, Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely a, a gamer. I don't know where I'm going with this. But I have no <laughs> idea. I, it just doesn't make sense. I'm confused. <laughs> We're all confused. <laughs> Nothing makes sense anymore. It is. I mean, we are going in circle. Like my mind is just going in circle. I don't understand anything that's happening. So Ryan, what does Vic say about the quarterback situation tomorrow? Um, he's going to give us a beacon of hope tomorrow. 
He's going to say, we're going to have a meeting this week as a yeah. staff, and we'll make a decision down the road. I think we know. I think tomorrow we know which way it's going. I don't think it's an official decision because the players are off, though. What is an official decision? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Because uh, Vic kind of got sassy with you about (laughs) asking him, what what does that mean? What did he mean by that? It's not official, but I'll tell you it's going to be ripping? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do they have to submit it to the league or something? I guess that's what he was saying, was they don't have to submit it. So, like, nothing's official about it. Right. (laughs) Okay. So, they may not have an official decision on a starting quarterback this week, but they'll have a starting quarterback. Yes. Or maybe they won't. I've always wondered why teams don't do that. Why would you, why would you tell? I have no clue. Uh, some teams don't. Vic wants to win. Some teams say it's a game time decision. Even then, I've heard them like tell the rate. like They do like the pregame radio thing, and they tell that guy. I'm like, don't tell anyone. Right? No. In fact, trot them both out there into the huddle have, on the first play. <laughs> just get the 12 men on the, in the huddle penalty? No, just have one less other player. Wow. That would be something else. And just put them both in the backfield <laughs> and then split one out. I mean, it's, it, wor- it sounds like a good idea. That would to be me. brilliant. All right. Well, despite the fact that we are, we feel like crazy people because um, we're logical and everything else has no logic, we are still smiling. I feel like you could probably hear that. And taking care of your teeth and your smile is very important. And our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush. When you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, that's logical. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. End the misery, Broncos. Start Drew Locke. What else do we have to talk about? How about this stat coming in from our man, Andrew Mason? The Broncos' output of 134 yards of offense today was their lowest in 27 years. So we said it can't get worse. It really can't. It can't. I wonder who was starting quarterback on that fateful day 27 years ago. 1993. Was it John? <laughs> <laughs> it had to be like a backup, oh, right? Oh, God. John's probably sitting there today like, nope, had this happen to me. Brandon Allen's fine. <laughs> good. He'll bounce back. He's got two Super Bowls in him down the road. You know, that's a funny thing um, about John Elway. He's so married to this offense. Do you realize how good John Elway would have been in an air raid offense? Oh, my gosh. Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he so married to this offense that forced him to come back at the end of games, like half of the games he started in his career, <laughs> they're scoring yeah. two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to win? Yep. Oh, that's a good point. I feel like it would be the opposite for him. He looks and he's like, man, that offense held me back. Yeah. He's like, it didn't work until I had a Hall of Fame uh, running back behind me and a Hall of Fame tight end and Hall of Fame caliber offensive lineman in front of me. That's the, whole, that's the reason they won Super Bowls with it. I went to high school with this, with this kid who thought the government was just out to get us all. He believed in chemtrails <laughs> coming from planes. And many years after, after college, I, he posted something on Facebook, and it was a picture of a chemtrail. And it was in all caps, and he said, Open your eyes, people! <laughs> and that's how I feel about the Broncos right now, with everything, with the offense they're running, with John Elway, and, and, and what he says all the time that just don't make sense with Drew Locke. I'm like, open your eyes! Yes. <laughs> or maybe don't, because this is such, such bad football, you don't want to see it. 
It's true. It seems like a terrible way to live life that like everyone's <laughs> out to get you, but like that's that's what position we're in right now. We're just like the, we're just being lied to constantly. The Broncos are sabotaging us all for the benefit of them, except there's no benefit for them. Yeah. I don't it's a self-sabotage. Could you imagine? Why are we back to talk about Drew Locke? <laughs> we got to move on from this. Could you imagine how bad was it with Vance Joseph? You went 5 and 11. You went 6 and 10. This team could very well be 4 and 12 or 3, three and, and 13. 13. If they don't start Drew Locke, they're going 3 and 13. Yeah, and if they do do start Drew Locke, Heck, they may actually be four they and 12. could they could maybe start Brett Rippin and get that one game bump. Yeah. So here's here here's a question for you, Ryan, to take to take it another direction. When the Broncos were 0 and 4, John Elway does weekly radio hits um, with with KOA because they partner with the Broncos. He said, "I feel better about this team right now at 0 and 4. Let me remind you than I did about the team last year when they were what two and two, three and one, wherever that was." He said he felt better about the team at 0 and 4. After this season, is John Elway going to say the same thing? Whether they're three and thirteen, four and twelve, let's say they have a worse record than they ever did with Vance Joseph, is he going to say the same thing? Yep. Zach, this week on the radio, he said, and I quote, "I could not be happier <laughs> with the way things are going under Vic." Are, are you open your eyes? <laughs> Look at the skies, John. It's right there in front of you. Maybe, maybe he's been controlled by some government <laughs> control thing. Oh, uh, there's drones everywhere. How could he not be happier? <laughs> like, you at least have to follow that up with. Obviously, I'd like more wins or something along those lines. But like, you have to clarify that with like, a lot of things are going wrong. But I'm happy with the direction in which the ship is heading. Right. I couldn't be happier. Like, the follow-up should have been, what? <laughs> um, what if you guys were four and six? Wouldn't you be happier then? No, really, really like this three and seven. Five position. and five? Oh, maybe that's John saying he doesn't believe in Drew and he wants a quarterback. Maybe that's John saying they're tanking. What if, what if that's John's way of saying it? Yeah. Because he said he'll never say that. He said the ne- he he said he will never say they're rebuilding. Yeah, that what maybe, if this is John's yeah. way? Oh, look at look! Open your eyes. <laughs> it's on us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're the ones missing the signs. We've been tricked. Wow. wow! All along we thought it was the season of the accidental tank, and John Elway just told us they're purposely tanking. What they're doing with on their on the field and how they're managing this—it certainly looks like they're tanking, doesn't it? Hmm. This is getting legs. I mean, there are people who thought the second half last week looked like a a (laughs) self-sabotage. This, I mean, what was the game plan today? It's a good question. How do you let the team that the, the clear game plan is to stop the run against the bills. I mean, that is very obvious. How does a team go for 244 If that's your game plan, that wasn't the game plan. The game plan was not to stop the run. Couldn't have been. Wow. You know how many times Cortland Sutton caught a pass in this game? Speaking of game plans and what the frick was your game plan? One. One. He caught one pass. You know how many times he was targeted? Okay, he only caught one pass, but he had been targeted a lot, right? Four. Less. Three. Three. Targeted I tried three to, times. I, I, I only remembered three, but I tried to give him one bump that I forgot. <laughs> you, know, you know what the, uh, the game plan was? He complete, uh, Brandon Allen completed as many passes 
to the Broncos when when targeting Cortland Sutton as he did to the Bills. Oh, boy. You know what the Broncos' game plan was? Was Okay. I know handing the ball off to Noah Fant in the backfield doesn't work, but what if we threw it to him behind the line of scrimmage? Is that going to work? He got more catches than Cortland. Two, right? Two. Two for 19. Andrew Beck, a close third. Mm. One for 18. Mm. Philip Lindsay, one for 11. Wait, Tim Patrick. Two for, was two for 19 the lead? Oh, no. Cortland was the leading receiver because one for 27. One for 27. Two for 19. One for 18. One for 11. Tim Patrick, one for three. So, wait, real quick, look at the TV. Does it oh look like. Oh, my God. <laughs> does it look like Gronk is about to say, open your eyes? <laughs> I was thinking mad scientist, and that's exactly what it is. Oh, my. He should play football again. This uh, is bad. Oh, man. He's totally yelling open your eyes right now. <laughs> yeah. With the people around. Oh, my gosh. Gronk breaking down halftime of the Pats game. That's got to be that's pretty uh, good. high quality content He's right He's got to be getting paid a lot of money for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, and don't forget Deontay Spencer. One catch, zero yards. And right there, we just told you every single pass that the Broncos caught. Ten. It's easy to do. My head hurts. So does mine. Oh, how many? Okay, I lied. Sorry. I take it all back. Those are halftime stats. Oh, Oh, wait, no, but there's only three completions in the second half, so. No, there's ten completions. Oh, you're right. Those were seven of them. Those were seven of them. Okay. So what did we forget? Oh, Royce Freeman caught one. Cortland Sutton was targeted eight times. Oh, okay. One catch oh that's really bad that's really eight times okay all right all right right. Noah Fant had had three catches so give him one of those in the second half Royce Freeman had another one it's bad I think Phil had a couple one or one one for 11 so you're two you're two best playmakers by far Uh, some people want to throw Noah Fant in there so Noah Fant Philip Lindsay and Cortland Sutton five catches for 47 yards Bad. Bad. Very bad. Really bad. Brandon Allen, bad. What about the defense? Like I said, was it just a bad game plan? Is it Again, 20 points. I am of the belief that if you give up 20 points, you should win that yeah. game. Yeah. So the defense is still – I mean, they're probably averaging giving up, what, a little under 20 a game? Yep. Can't, can't fault them. I mean, but you want to in a game like this. It wasn't good enough today. Right. But we're, we're grading them on an opposite curve. I mean, they, they had given up six points at halftime, and it felt like they weren't doing enough. Yeah. And they had a pick There's nothing in the they, first they, half, too. It'll never be good enough. It won't. And then just what kind of what really hurt was that first drive by the Bills to open the second half when they go down and get a touchdown. And then after seeing what we've, we had seen already from the offense, we just knew the game was over. What, I had no hope in this game after... When they scored to make it 13-0, it was over. It, it was done. Yeah. It was done. There was no way the Broncos were scoring 13 points And today. think about this. The, uh, when it was 6-0, I'm like, anything can happen. Right. You know, it's like, it's like the Pick old... Six away. Yeah, it's like the old baseball analogy. Like, if you're down by two, bloop and a blast. Yep. That's, I was like, eh. Bloop and a blast. It can happen. I wish we had a bloop and a blast <laughs> in this game. I think we got a bloop, right? The 45-yard field goal, that's a bloop. Yeah, you can definitely say there was no blasts no. in any way in this game. No. Bloop and a blast. Boy, that sounds like we're... <laughs> sounds like a different genre right now. 
<laughs> Maybe adult rated. Oh God. <laughs> Blooping a <and> blast. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. all we're asking for here. <laughs> well, the Broncos' D offense in the second half, field goal. There's your bloop. Ready for some blasts? Punt, 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 punt. Oh, those <laughs> uh, almost Blast. all those were blasts. <laughs> we One was barely there. a bloop. That wasn't a bloop. No, because a bloop makes it to the outfield. 13 what? yards, that was a pop-up to the second baseman. That's not yeah, first say, that's not even considered like sacrifice fly territory. That was literally a foul pop out <laughs> to the first base. Maybe even the catcher got there to make that play. Oh, I know Mace tomorrow is going to be livid about wanting punters to be trying out right now. Well, I think he actually did hit some boomers. He did. He had some big ones. Some blasts. <laughs> <laughs> Blooping a blast. Let's let's pull up his stats by the way. He I mean, he averaged 44.4 yards per punt. Yeah. Uh, what was the net, though? Because there's a couple returns in there. Don't have that in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to take the time to look that up for me? Nope. Oh, do you know the name The name of their punter? Bloop. <laughs> Close. <laughs> I'm, gonna t- I'm actually going to try on this. It'd be hard to know because he was barely out there. Bajorquez. Did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. He averaged 32 yards per punt. Uh, I assume it's more like Bjorquez. Bjorquez? Yeah, probably not Bjorquez, yeah. Uh, I actually was just thinking about that. This is the this is the Broncos. You know, you got the run-and-shoot offense? Yep. <laughs> the Broncos have the bloop and blast off. Oh you do a little bloop, like a little toss to the side, and then you just blast it away with the punter. <laughs> or you follow up a bloop with another bloop. Yeah. <laughs> you just bloop, 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 bloop. Pun. Oh, I love Vic Fangio just to describe this to us tomorrow. <laughs> Rest of the season, we'll run the bloop and blast <laughs> offense. Hope for more blasts and bloops, but who knows? No, you want more bloops. <laughs> more bloops? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the blast I is just a blast where like deep passes. To I mean, Portland think Sutton. about uh, Flacco. He loves to bloop his way down the field. He does. Well, not really down the field, but across the field. across the field. <laughs> he likes to know a fantit. Speaking of um across the field if you guys haven't you got it uh, never mind i'm gonna i'm gonna keep that to myself Ooh. anyways <laughs> some juice you got anything else for me that's it oh i got a question for oh. you chris harris jr lost a step i think you're being a homer if you say no yeah i think so too and someone else said that earlier in the season and we denied it yep um but now so I've seen sorry more. to that yeah. commenter the sample size has gotten greater. Crazy. More information. Better. <laughs> um, I think he has. Yeah. And there, a lot of people have the past few weeks have been saying, sign this guy up. Sign this guy up. The defense is close, which I agree with that, that point. And by the way, he's better than most still. Yeah, ab- absolutely. But are you willing to pay him not just number one corner, but like top of the market number one corner? For you three years. You can't because if he's already losing a step this year, it's it's too you, there's too much risk involved. Yeah. And don't forget what we said about Kareem Jackson. We thought he was going to be playing corner, and then we're like, oh, you can slide him at safety. Uh, and for the last couple years of his deal, if he does slow down, you don't want multiple guys uh, on your roster taking that mindset where you're dumping tons of money into two guys and, and you're having to change the defense because they're both now too slow. Yeah. I've never liked the idea of moving guys to say like just get safeties to play safety. I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, like 
you got Justin Simmons. You're telling me like, oh, let's put Chris Harris Jr. back. That doesn't no, make I'd sense. Rather, He's been I'd playing on one Justin way. Simmons. Yeah. Someone, it kind of reminds me of um, who was it? Someone had to flip. Oh, I think it was Andre Dillard of the Eagles. He had to flip from left tackle to right tackle. Yep. He said someone asked him like, "What's that like?" He said it's like having to write a whole essay with your left hand. That sounds miserable. Yeah, it sounds. Why would you put someone in that position? I don't know. We and we talk about all this. the money. We talk about this during the draft process all the time. Why right. draft a guy and put him somewhere that I mean? Right. Why would you decrease your chances of being right in your evaluation? Yep. No, it it doesn't make sense. So now, what's what do you do? Just let Chris walk? Hmm. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't draft a corner <laughs> in the third round. No, because just when you think it's gotten bad enough, they get a personal foul. We should we should like make the DNVR Broncos rule book. Yes. Rule one: no reverses to Noah Fant. Rule two: no corners in the third round. Rule three: no quarterbacks over six five. Yes, Unless good one, good his one. His name's Trevor Lawrence. Oh, no, I'm going back to rule one. Rule one, you cross the 40, you throw it up for Cortland Sutton. <laughs> yep, yep. No problems with that today. They never crossed the 40. Actually, they probably did because they made a 45 With Cortland yard. Sutton. Yeah. They crossed the 40 with Cortland Sutton and then didn't throw it to him. Well, they kicked a 45-yard field goal, so that means they were on, like, the 28. Yep. So, yep. they messed up the rule. Rule one, that's rule one. Nope. All right, we'll, we'll start building the rule book. Someone else do it for us. <laughs> <laughs> I th- uh, I think that's it. We're just It's honestly a miracle that we ta- we just talked about this game for it's an true. hour. It's true. You It's more than it deserved, honestly. It is. We should have said we should have just said no no podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> so no no one wants to hear about it. No this. podcast until this team shows up with Drew Locke as their quarterback. Oh, what if we went on a podcast strike? Mm, you think that'd really push Vic Vangio's buttons? I think, <laughs> I think that's what would make the Broncos rethink this. John just like itching himself. John, I need that. I need that pod. Guys, thousands of fans out there are pissed about this podcast strike. We got to do something. Maybe we will. Real quick, to finish things off and, and to give us the final thought here, I tweeted out a poll. Mm. For anyone that has tickets or is thinking about getting tickets to the Chargers game, will Drew Lock will the Broncos' decision to start Drew Locke impact your decision on whether or not to go? Simple yes or no question. Seventy-two percent of a thousand voters says yes. That will affect their decision to go. So Joe, Joe Ellis. Of Does course. that mean the stadium would be seventy percent empty if that sample size plays itself out? <laughs> would that be nuts? It's not gonna happen. But we could see what do you think? Twenty thousand no shows? That would send a statement. I think, I mean, the weather pending. If it's cold out, why would you go? I know it's supposed, it's supposed to be real cold these next few days, so it could warm up by the weekend. But, yeah, why would you go? Because It's not like the Chargers are a fun team to watch. I mean, I understand why people would, because if it was the Buffs, I don't care. I, I mean, they could be starting Zach Stevens at quarterback. Hey, I'm going to the game. What, what would not be good about that? <clears throat> I even thought of maybe going to Utah for the game this week, yeah. in which they are 28-point 20 underdogs, and the forecast calls for 28 degrees. I'm, I'm thinking better of it. But if it was at home, there's a 100% chance I would be there. So I understand why people would go. Right. But I think the average person who's not a psycho like me um, looks at this and say, if it's free, let's just assume. Well, do you have a, a forecast in front of me? That's a, I was on one of those weather sites that doesn't uh, do anything. All right. Sun- Sunny. Lay it on me. But a high of 26. Yeah. No. Low of 15. Cloudy the day before. Snowy the day before. Why would you go? F- why? 
you're a sane-minded person, and most of us aren't, so I'm not taking <laughs> shots at anyone. I certainly am not. You look at this. Brandon Allen is starting. He just threw for 82 yards. No. You're going to go stand in the cold for four hours to watch the Broncos get beat by Phillip Rivers' no. his corpse? No. And that's the worst thing is isn't seeing Charger blue there. It's seeing nothing. It's seeing seats. Yeah. Empty seats. Yeah, Chargers. Well, no, if Chargers fans. had fans, <laughs> they wouldn't be coming either. Could you imagine going from L.A. 75 to 26? That's what they're going to have to do. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll help the Broncos. If it's but if Drew Locke starts, I mean, it's that. a no-brainer. Yeah. You don't even think twice. Because you could be seeing what John Elway hopes is the next John Elway. Make his first start. And at least that's what he once hoped. <laughs> right. Who knows where he's at now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a no-brainer. It's, it's, to me, it's obvious. But again, I, I'm thinking sane, like a sane person here. Brandon Allen starts... Not going. Drew Lock starts not even considering not going. Going 100%. Start bundling up. So are we not going if it's Brandon Allen? <laughs> well, the strike. We're going on strike. We're going on strike till it's Drew Lock. All right. We're probably not going on strike, but we are going on strike from today until tomorrow when we do the podcast. We're going on a <laughs> like a 17-hour strike here. <laughs> uh, actually, not even then because we're about to go work some more try to talk more about this game anyways we love you guys thanks for tuning in with us and hopefully tomorrow we hear good news on the drew lock front we'll talk to you then South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. But I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting 
with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. wines, I find them extremely helpful in helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials.